Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on Takeoff, Trey Songs, Harry Styles, James Corden, Julia Roberts, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. My name is Hunter Hayes. I know myself, and I know my buzzed warning signs. One shot is about knowing my limits, or not necessarily knowing my limits. I start with one shot to have a good time. One of the signs that I'm starting to feel a little buzz is when I start solving not only my own problems, but the entire world's problems. When I know I'm going out, I know I'm going to start with calling for a ride. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. For those fortunate enough to help the person who has always been their hero, find the care guides you need to help at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you follow up Click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. Tell me what you think. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also, you can also follow us on uh, Twitter at That's Entertain One. That's T H A T S Entertain and the number one. You can also like us on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash That's Entertainment radio. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14. Stiletto like the high heel shoe, S T I L E T T O, and, and the number 14. And you can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. That's T J O N E S. G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a sunny 71 degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout-out to all my listeners out there. Once again, thank you for hanging out with me and rocking with me from the very beginning and joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday morning or early evening, Wednesday evening, wherever you are in the world. Thank you. Uh, as usual, for just hanging out and just uh, keeping me company. So how has everyone been? Uh, Hopefully you had a good week so far. We just celebrated Halloween. And now 
we're getting a jump start on the holiday season. Uh, yeah, um, as soon as the candy, the, the Halloween candy was in the store, as quickly they went out, and now you got all these uh, decorations for Christmas in the stores. So it's it's moving fast. Uh, it's been two weeks since I was on the air live. But it has been a very interesting two weeks in the world of entertainment. Uh, As you know, we lost actor uh, Leslie Jordan and uh, singer and songwriter uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. Also, uh, BTS is going ahead with their military plans. Uh, We won't see them back together until the year 2025. Uh, In the meantime, uh, one of the BTS members, Jen, had just released a solo project called The Astronaut, and uh, the other members are going to be continuing to come out with their other solo projects as well before it's their turn to uh, do their military uh, duty. Uh, Also, the past two weeks, we saw Kanye West uh, with his anti-Semitic remarks cause him to lose his billionaire status. And his collaborative work with such uh, designers like Adidas, Target, Balenciago, even his own school, Donda Academy, named after his mother, suffered as well. I mean, I mean, when you miss two weeks, you miss a lot, right? <laughs> but uh, this week we're going to be talking about uh, one-third of the rap group Migos' uh, takeoff. Apparently, unfortunately, uh, we had some sad news in the uh, world of uh, the uh, music business. Uh, One third of the member of the rap group Migos Takeoff was killed uh, early Tuesday morning outside of a Houston bowling alley. He was only 28 years old. I'll give you uh, the latest updates on what happened, how he was killed. Um, also, uh, this week we're going to be talking about Trey Songs. He's no longer facing a civil suit for his alleged rape in 2016. I'll tell you the latest. Also, uh, Harry Styles is using his platform for good. I'll tell you what he's up to. Uh, television host, late night host and comedian James Corden is denying that he intentionally stole a joke from actor-comedian Ricky Gervais. And uh, Julia Roberts has recently revealed a little-known fact regarding her connection to Martin Luther King Jr. It's a very interesting story. And that's just some of the stories we're getting ready to cover. So without further ado, uh, let's get started. Uh, Takeoff, a member of the rap group Migos, alongside Quavo and Offset, was killed during an early morning shooting outside of a Houston bow- uh, bowling alley on Tuesday. He was 28 years old. Police and emergency officials with the Houston Fire Department responded about 2.30 a.m. to 810 Billers and Bowling, where a dozen of partiers were gathering on a balcony outside the third floor bowling alley. Uh, when they arrived, authorities discovered a man suffering from a gunshot wound to either the neck or head, and he was pronounced dead a short time later. Uh, authorities identified the victim as Takeoff, whose legal name was Kershnick Carry Ball. 
Uh, witness told TMZ that Quavo and Takeoff was playing dice at the Houston hotspot when an altercation broke out that quickly escalated to violence. And according to police, the party had ended and there was an argument near the bowling alley front door. That argument quickly led to gunfire, according to cops. In addition to Takeoff, two people were wounded in the shooting. Those people identified only as a 23-year-old man and a 24-year-old woman were hospitalized with non-life-threatening injuries. Quavo was not wounded in the altercation. No arrests have been announced, and Houston Police Chief Troy Fenner said at least two guns were fired. About 40 to 50 people were at uh, the uh, billers and bowling for a private party when the shooting occurred. And Houston Mayor Sylvester Turner said at an afternoon news conference, he said, quote, sometimes the hip-hop community gets a bad name. There are so many talented individual men and women in that community who I love and respect, and we all need to stand together and make sure nobody tears down that industry, unquote. Just hour before the gunfire takeoff, shared a selfie outside the bowling alley on social media. And earlier in the night, Quavo posted videos on Instagram featuring music executive Jazz Prince saying they were celebrating his birthday. Jazz was not at the bowling alley when the shooting unfolded. Now, quality control revealed that takeoff, the member of Migos, was tragically killed by a stray bullet. The Atlanta rapper was pronounced dead in Houston early Tuesday morning. The statement closed with the 28-year-old birthday and passing date. The shooting reportedly took place again around 2.30 a.m. at Billers and Bowling while the last rocket artist was hanging out with his uncle and fellow band members, Quavo. And again, two other people were reportedly shot and taken to the hospital. Uh, several rappers and celebrities took to social media to express their sadness over the situation. Clips circulated showing Takeoff being happy, funny, and even demanding the recognition he rightfully deserved as he was the most re- reserved member of the successful trio. One clip even revealed that Quavo and Offset felt Takeoff was the best rapper out of the three. And though Amigos had been dealing with internal issues over the last several months, Quavo and Takeoff were able to push forward as the new duo, Unk and Few, and on October 7th, they released Only Built for Infinity Links, which debuted at number one on the Billboard Top Rap Album charts. And the hip-hop community was shaken to the core early Tuesday morning when uh, Takeoff, again, whose real name is Kirshnick Carry Ball, uh, was pronounced dead after being shot in Houston. Uh, fans had taken to the 28-year-old loss extremely hard, and some celebrity went out of their way to share condolences or even express how difficult it is for them to process yet another death not just within the hip-hop or entertainment sphere, but another young black male life being taken too soon. Uh, gospel rapper LaCroix uh, took the road that many should travel more when it comes to speaking on the Migos members' death, rejecting the need for any hot takes or profound thoughts, and instead opting to simply express how sad the situation made him. And uh, this is what the 43-year-old said. He said, quote, God be with all those who feel the laws, unquote. And popular uh, sports journalist Jamil Hill recalled how she felt when the notorious B.I.G. and Tupac died while she was in college and how that experience seemed to be far from 
more common in this decade. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, designer and broadcast, he uh, lived on Instagram. He was live, I'm sorry, on Instagram. And he was so, he was like destroyed that his words were almost unintangible. And this is what he said. He yelled repeatedly, why, why, why do we do this? Why do we effing do this? The 25-year-old went on to say that he is done with rap in the face of yet another uh, heartbreaking fatality. Ugly God rightfully gave takeoff and Migos as a whole credit for changing rap music. Migos burst into the scene in the early 2010 and have influenced a generation of triplets um, since they came on the scene. Um, they showed their, that their success in rap music can be achieved in ways beside what the genre was previously familiar with and often preferred. The situation feels especially eerie when just nine days ago, actually October 24th, Takeoff appeared on uh, Revolt TV, Drink Champs, alongside his fellow Unk and Few member Quavo, and spoke about wanting his flowers while he is alive to smell them. Nor uh, was uh, praising the last rocket rapper for his exceptional performance on their recent album, Only Built for Infinity Links, while the Nothing artist clarified that he felt take away shine, this particular outing was especially star-making. Prayers and condolences go out to Quavo, Offset, their family members, and all who have been affected by this horrible loss. So sad. So sad, innocent life, taken away like that. Um, again, the, this, this gun violence is, is getting just way out of hand, and it really has to stop because innocent lives are being taken away. Right now we have 15 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Give, broadcasting live from the NYC. If you're just tuning in for the first time, welcome. That's Entertainment has been on Blog Talk Radio for over 10-plus years now. And uh, if you like the show and you want to know more about it, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, we're on Facebook, just go to facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at thatsentertain1, that's T-H-A-T-S, entertain the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto14, that's S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. You can also follow me on the gram at tjonesgibbs, that's T-J-O-N-E-S-G-I-B-B-S. Trey Song is no longer facing a civil suit for an alleged rape in 2016 because the case has been dismissed after legal documents show the statute of limitations ran out on the allegations. The doc obtained by TMZ show Song's suit was uh, thrown out Monday after Trey's legal team successfully argued that the statute of limitations expired long before the woman who filed anonymously as a Jane Doe filed her complaint. 
Uh, as reported, the woman filed a lawsuit earlier this year claiming she had a consensual sexual relationship with Song, but alleges the singer suddenly turned into a savage rapist on March 24, 2016. The statute of limitations in California is currently 10 years, but that wasn't made official until 2019. Prior to that, it was three years, but the woman filed six years after the alleged rape. The woman claimed the singer overpowered and annually uh, and, and annually raped her despite her begging him to stop. She was suing uh, Trey Songz to the tune of $20 million in damages. Harry Styles is using his platform for good. The British singer-songwriter partnered with nonpartisan voter engagement organization Headcount to put a spotlight on voter registration ahead of this year's midterm elections. With his effort, the organization registered more than 54,000 new voters after they were encouraged to check their voter registration status in order to have a chance to win travel and tickets to Styles' iconic fan favorite, Harry Ween Shell. Now, according to Headcount, there was an all-time high of over 29,000 registration in the first 24 hours after the sweepstakes was announced in September. This year, Headcount has registered nearly 200,000 people to vote, and nearly a third of Headcount's total registered voters came from their partnership with Styles. Now, Styles' current tour has featured Headcount volunteers who are checking voters' registration status and getting fans registered at each U.S. stop, and fans like uh, Rachel are appreciative of their efforts. She said living in Texas, she knows how absolutely critical midterm elections are to the state and that every vote counts. Now, Styles' spotlight on voter registration adds to the array of social causes he has taken a stand on, from illuminating his Conchella stage with the Ukrainian flag to carry fans' LGBTQ plus pride and Black Lives Matter flags while he performs. The actor musician is no stranger to using his concert to support causes he believed in. Uh, during his concert in Texas last month, he revealed a new Battle for Texas sticker on his guitar and revealed that the Texas gubernatorial candidate was in the crowd enjoying the performance. Now, Style Love on Tour is also partnering with Everytown, a nonprofit organization that advocates against gun violence for the North American Legacies Tour, a response to the deadly elementary school shooting in Uvalde, Texas, and big screen urged concert attendees to join Evertown Mission at the beginning of every show. So um, if you want to um, check your voter registration, uh, locate your polling place. You have to make a uh, – just check your voter registration, locate your polling place, and make a voting plan at headcount.org to ensure that your vote is heard this election season. You have to vote like your life depended on depends on it. So make sure you go out there and vote. Go to headcount.org and make sure your voice is heard this election season. James Corden is denied that he unintentionally stole a joke from Ricky Gervais. Following Monday's episode of The Late Late Show, viewers noticed when Corden uh, told a nearly identical joke to one that the British comedian shared in his 2018 Netflix special, Ricky Gervais' Humanity. Uh, 
The segment went viral after viewers pointed out the similarity between Corden's joke and the one Jarvis uh, previously made. Jarvis appeared to be taking the incident in stride when he responded to a Twitter user who asked if Corden received permission to use the joke. Following the social media outcry, Corden gave credit to Jarvis for the joke. Before the joke scandal, Corden came under fire after being banned from the popular New York City restaurant Balthazar. Uh, Keith McNally, who owns Balthazar in New York City, slammed Corden over his alleged be- uh, behavior at the establishment and claimed the star was the most abusive customer to his uh, servers. Now, Corden previously apologized to McNally over a phone call, but he also addressed the matter on his long-running talk show. He explained that his wife, Julia Carey, was given food she was allergic to, and after the order came back wrong repeatedly, Corden chose to make a sarcastic comment. Now, Corden previously announced in April that he was leaving the Late Late Show. His tenure will conclude sometime next spring. The Late Late Show with James Corden airs weeknights at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time on CBS. Julia Roberts recently revealed a little-known fact regarding her connection to Martin Luther King Jr. and his wife, Coretta Scott King. The Golden Globe winner discussed the fact, fun facts while speaking with Gail King during History Talk, a conversation produced in a collaboration by the A&E Network and the History Channel. Julia highlighted that the good Reverend Martin Luther King and his wife were the ones who paid the hospital bill to cover her birth costs back in 1967 the actress uh explained to king uh that the explained that the king's kind act was the family way of thanking her parents for one done previously noting that her parents couldn't pay for the hospital bill uh julia said that the roberts and the king had a good relationship um she said, quote, my parents had a theater school in Atlanta called the Actors and Writers Workshop, and one day Coretta Scott King called my mother and asked if her kids could be part of the school because they were having a hard time finding a place that would accept her kids. And she said that my mom was like, sure, come on over. And so they just all became friends, and they helped them out of a jam. And because in the 60s, you didn't have little black children interacting with little white kids in acting school. So King told Roberts that that was extraordinary. Gail King told Julia Roberts that that was extraordinary. And and she also said that it kind of sort of laid the groundwork for who she is, which Julia responded, absolutely. The King's youngest child, Bernice King, confirmed Julia's story with a tweet sharing a clip of the actress' conversation with Gail King. She said, quote, grateful that Julia Roberts shared the story with Gail King and that so many people have been awed by it. I know the story well, but it is moving for me to be reminded of my parents' generosity and influence. Hashtag Coretta Scott King, hashtag MLK. Wow. Interesting, very interesting. Wow. Uh, right now we have here uh, five minutes, uh, I mean, 24, uh, 25 after uh, the show. Wow, time is really moving. Uh, coming up, we're going to be talking about uh, Jeff Goldblum. He's getting ready to play the wizard in the pair of Wicked films. That's right. I'll tell you the latest about that. And Mark Wahlberg uh, 
show Father Stu is getting another go on the big screen. And the CMA Awards are adding even more star powers to his performance lineup. And uh, Adele has one of the most famous names in the world, but that doesn't mean we all know how to say it. All those stories and more coming up after the music break, so don't you go anywhere. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing. Right now we got 
got 31 minutes left remaining in the show. That's the latest from Chris Brown in Under the Influence. Before we went to the music break, I was telling you about Jeff Goldblum. He's getting ready to play The Wizard in a pair of Wicked films. And according to Variety, the Jurassic Park legend will join Ariana Grande and Cynthia Erivo in the two-parter. Pop megastar Ariana has just dyed her hair blonde ahead of shooting this flick. The 29-year-old pop star has taken on the role of Glinda the Good Witch in the upcoming adaptation of the smash hit Broadway musical, which tells the backstory of the Wizard of Oz and explains how the Witches of Oz came to be both good and wicked and has changed her signature dark locks to blonde in an apparent effort to match her character. Principal photography is due to begin in London this November, and U.S.-born superstar Ariana is said to have rented a stunning eight-figure mansion in the capital city to live in while she works on the project. And director John Chu decided to make the movie into a two-part because it would be impossible to put the complex story into a single film. Wicked Part 1 is set to be released in December of 2024, with the second following in 2025. Mark Wahlberg, Father Stu, is getting another go on the big screen. On Wednesday, Sony Pictures announced that the film, which hit theaters back in April for Easter and earned an R rating for language throughout, will be re-released in theaters December 9th with a PG-13 edit. The new version titled Father Stu Reborn is rated PG-13 for language and accident scenes, sexual references, some violence, and smoking. In April, Wahlberg told insiders he bet invested millions of his own money into completing the movie, a true story drama in which he plays a boxer turned priest. It also stars Mel Gibson and Jackie Weaver. Father Stu, reborn, directed by Rosalind Ross, is in theaters December 9th, and Father Stu is currently streaming on Netflix. The CMA Awards are adding even more star power to its performance lineup. The Country Music Association announced on Tuesday a second batch of performers for the 56th Annual CMA Awards, which will air live from Nashville on November 9th with hosts Luke Bryan and uh, Peyton uh, Manning. Reigning CMA Entertainer of the Year, Luke Combs will be among those to take the stage performing his latest single, The Kind of Love We Make. Thomas Rhett and Katy Perry will perform their collaboration, Where We Started Together, while Cody Johnson, who has four nominations this year, will sing Till You Can. L. King and the Black Keys will team up for a cover of The Great Balls of Fire in honor of Jerry Lee Lewis, who was inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame shortly before his death on October 28th. Other collaborations, including reigning CMA Vocal Duo of the Year, Brother Osborne, and The War and, and Treaty, uh, who will sing It's Only Rock and Roll, But I Like It, together, and Chris Stapleton and Patti Loveless, who will collab on You'll Never Leave Harlan Alive. Ashley McBride will also cover Linda Ronstadt, When Will I Be Loved, will help from, with a little help from Brandi Clark, Kaylee Hammack, Pitt, Pillbox Patty and John Osborne. Now, fans can also expect a special performance from six-time CMA Award winner Reba McIntyre, as well as she had me at Heads Carolina uh, from uh, Cole Swindle. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That song is She Had Me at Heads Carolina from 
Cole Swindoll, Carolina, one of the two. The new act joined previously announced performer Luke Bryan, Carly Pierce, Miranda Lambert, Carrie Underwood, Morgan Whaling, uh, Kelsey Ballerini and Kelly Clarkson, Zach Brown Band, Jimmy Allen and Marcus King, and Hardy and Laney Wilson. The show at Bridgestone Arena will kick off with an all-star tribute to the late country legend Loretta Lynn, who died on October 4th at the age of 90. The 56th Annual CMA Awards will air on ABC on November 9th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Adele has one of the most famous names in the world, but that doesn't mean we all know how to say it. I have to admit, I've been pronouncing her name wrong. The Grammy Award-winning artist set the record straight about her moniker in a recent Q&A with fans in Los Angeles to promote the release of her I Drink Wine music video. The correct pronunciation is Adele, not Adele according to the star, who then moved on to answer the woman's question. In the same Q&A, the songwriter also shared the answer to whether she is interested in completing the elusive pursuit of an EGOT, having already bagged an Emmy, Oscar, and multiple Grammy Awards. And this is what she said. She said, quote, I can't lie, guys. I'm not a massive Broadway fan. I know I'm talking about musicals, though, because I've been seeing a couple of plays, but I don't think I've seen enough, unquote. The one musical role she thinks she might be able to swing, playing Rose and Gypsy. Adele is set to kick off her weekends with Adele residency at Caesar Palace Coliseum later this month, which will run through March of 2023. While she's just finally getting the show off the ground following a postponement earlier this year, she admitted that she had considered transforming the show into something that could offer her a future Tony victory. Vision's standalone TV series is in the work on Disney+, and according to a new report, the streaming platform is developing a new spinoff of WandaVision that will be featuring Paul Bettany reprising his role as Vision. The potential show, which is tentatively titled Vision Quest, will tell a story about the Vision trying to regain his memory and humanity. While the focus is on Vision, there is a possibility for Wanda Maximal, played by Elizabeth Olsen, to appear. And this is according to Deadline. The new report also notes that the project is unofficially referred to by some as the White Vision Project after the most recent on-screen version of the character was introduced at the end of Episode 8 of WandaVision. It was created by uh, SWORD by rebuilding and reacting Vision body and sent on a mission to destroy Wanda and her conditional Vision. Now, Vision Quest reportedly will be overseen by WandaVision creator, writer, and executive producer Jack Schaefer. Schaefer is also set to serve as a showrunner for another WandaVision spinoff called Agatha uh, Coven of Chaos. The series will, which will see uh, Catherine Hahn reprising her role as the Tyler Witch, is scheduled to debut in the winter of 23 and 24. Daniel Radcliffe has shut down claims that he could play Wolverine on the on the uh, big screen. The Harry Potter actor has been rumored to be 
to be a potential replacement for Hugh Jackman as the superhero in the X-Men franchise, but he has dismissed that speculation as a press tour rumor. Daniel explained that he enjoyed the flexibility that comes with starring in smaller projects and is reluctant to join another big franchise after growing up as Harry Potter. He said, quote, I just don't ever want to get locked into something that I'm not sure I'll be able to love the same amount the whole time, unquote. Now, Daniel has previously distanced himself from the role of Wolverine earlier this year and confessed that he didn't expect to be cast as the character. The actor once said he had no desire to play Wolverine as he doesn't want the X-Men film to be remade. And speaking in 2019, Daniel said, quote, most of the films that he loved, he doesn't think he wants to see remade. And he said, quote, and I certainly don't want that. I, I would want to be in the remake of them, unquote. Black Adam is unbeatable at the North American box office amid horror fare. The DC superhero movie starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson as the Tyler character will uh, still occupies the first place on the ranks on so-so Halloween weekend. The uh, Jami Colette Sierra, Sarah uh, directed pick bagged an estimated $27.7 million on its second weekend, dropping 58% from its debut weekend. It's uncommon, though, to see a superhero film falling off 60% or more domestically if opening north of $100 million. Now, projected to finish Sunday with a domestic accumulation of $111.1 million so far, Black Adam has set a new record as a movie that hit $100 million faster than any DCEU film since Aquaman in 2018. And thanks to Johnson's star power overseas, Black Adam declined just 45% at the international box office to $39 million for a foreign total of $139 million and $250 million globally. Tickets to Paradise, which reunites Ocean Eleven and Money Monster co-stars George Clooney and Julia Roberts, also hold on to the runner-up place with approximately $10 million. And while a horror movie fails to topple Black Adam, three horror films dominated the top five, starting off with Pray for the Devil, which opened in, uh, opened in third place with a decent $7 million from 2,980 theaters. It's the only of the three horror films rated PG-13 rather than R. Smile dropped one place to number four with an estimated $5 million, while Halloween Ends also slips to number five with approximately $3.8 million. And Lupita Young um, in Lupita Nyong'o is likely heading straight to A Quiet Place from Wakanda. The Oscar-winning actor who is set to make her return in the Black Panther sequel is close to joining another popular franchise at Paramount. Nyong'o is reportedly in final negotiations to star in A Quiet Place Day One, a spinoff to the popular horror film series. Michael Sarnowski, who directed Nicolas Cage and Pig, will helm the upcoming movie based on the original idea from John Krasinski. Details of Lupita Nyong'o's role and the story are still kept under wraps, but it's said that the hope is the film will help set up like a potential Quiet Place universe that the studio can build on for years to come. It is also almost certain that Krasinski and Emily Blunt will not reprise their role in this new installment. The spinoff film is set to bow on uh, 
March 8th of 2024. Meanwhile, a Quiet Place requel is currently also in development with Krasinski returning at the helm. The third film is expected to arrive sometime in 2025. A song Writer who alleged that Mariah Carey stole uh, All I Want for Christmas is You has withdrawn his lawsuit. That's according to uh, Billboard. The hero hitmaker was taken to court over the summer by Vince Vance, who claimed her 1994 festive single has ripped off his 1989 song of the same name. But in a court filing on Tuesday, November 1st, the R's legal team moved to voluntary dismiss the case. Uh, Vince, however, will be able to refile the lawsuit at a later date. The songwriter claimed in his original lawsuit that he had recorded his own All I Want for Christmas is You in 1989, and it had received extensive airplay during the 1993 festive season, a year before Mariah released her mega hit under the same title. He branded the latest track a derivative of his own and was seeking $20 million in damages from the 52-year-old singer, co-writer Walter Avanasis, and Sony Music. Expert had previously insisted it would be tough for Vince to win his case as the song has very few similarities other than an identical name and a single lyric. Paul Faulkner, a music a litigator at uh, Mayor Brown said when the case was filed, the only similarity he claimed is in the title of the song, not the music or lyrics. Words and short phrases are not protectable under copyright law, and there are a dozen of other songs with that same title. Lawyers for the singer have not commented on why they had dropped the case, which was still in the earliest uh, procedural stages, or whether there are any plans to refile it in the future. Right now we have 17 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and I'll be back with the last remaining stories of the day, so don't you go anywhere. I gotta move on now, yeah. 
from Diddy featuring Bryson Tiller and Gotta Move On. Right now we have here 14 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, uh, Backstreet Boys are kicking off the holiday season with a new music video. On Tuesday, November 1st, the boy band released a visual for their cover of Wham's 1984 classic, Last Christmas. And in the clip, Nick Carter, Howie, AJ, Brian, and Kevin can be seen recording the song together in a studio. They also pose for promotional pictures for their upcoming project. The cover appears on Backstreet Boys' 10th studio album, A Very Backstreet Christmas. The project was initially set to hit music streaming services in 2021, but it was delayed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The group eventually dropped it on October 14th. And prior to releasing the last Christmas music video, Backstreet Boys announced the date of their shows in Asia as part of the DNA World Tour. The five musicians will perform in Tokyo, Japan from the 14th to the 16th and move to uh, Kosun, Taiwan on February 18th. They will later fly to Manila, uh, the Philippines, on February 20th and wrap up in Singapore two days later. Now, Backstreet Boys themselves have another exciting thing to offer for fans. They will bring the album to life in their very own Christmas special, A Very Black uh, Backstreet Holiday, which will air on December 14th at 8 p.m. Eastern on ABC. M- NBA young boy, a.k.a. young boy, never broke again, has just scored a new feat in his career. The Baton Rouge rapper has surpassed Jay-Z for the most entries on the Billboard 200 after releasing his latest album, Ma, I Got a Family. Just several weeks before, the young hip-hop star broke a tie with Jigga for the number five spot on the album chart with 24 albums each as he dropped his mixtape, 3,800 Degrees, the 23-year-old has now broken the number of album entries after his sixth project of the year got re- released last week and made its debut at number seven on the chart this week, moving 37,000 album-equivalent units. Uh, this means that the Rock Nation founder now falls to the sixth spot for the most album entries on the Billboard 200 chart. It should be noted that Billboard does not consider Jay-Z and Beyonce collaborative album Everything is Love as part of either artist's solo discography. Uh, While Youngboy has more album uh, entries on the Billboard chart, uh, he hasn't hasn't banked as many number ones as Jay-Z. The 52-year-old rapper currently boasts 14 number one albums, while Young Boy only has three. And Bruce Springsteen described his decision to sell back his catalog as a timing thing. After offloading his entire back catalog of music to Sony Music Group for $500 million in December of last year, the 73-year-old music legend insists he doesn't have plans to hang up his microphone, but he knew Columbia Records, who are 
who are owned by Sony would take really good care of it. Now, Bruce, who is known as the boss, admitted he is lucky to have been paid a fortune for a job he would have done for free. The agreement has seen Sony assume ownership of Bruce's entire catalog, which includes his hit album, Born in the USA. Earlier this year, Sting, who shot the famous part of the rock band The Police before enjoying success as a solo artist, sold his back catalog to Universal Music Group for a reported $300 million, following in the footsteps of Bruce, Stevie Nicks, Neil Young, and Bob Dylan. In December of 2020, Dylan sold his back catalog of more than 600 songs to Universal Music Group. Universal are said to have forked out $300 million for the rights, and the company hailed the move at the time as the most significant music publishing agreement this century. Wow. And wealthy film fans will soon have a chance to scoop up some of the most iconic items ever to appear on the big screen. Props and wardrobe pieces, including the holy staff used by Charleston uh, Heston in the uh, Ten Commandments, a robe worn by Sylvester Stallone in Rocky, and a shield carried by Chris Evans in the 2011 film Captain America, The First Avenger, will hit the auction block next month. Teaming up with Turner Classic Movies, Julian Auction will sell the item alongside a pair of dresses worn by Marilyn Monroe that are expected to fetch up to 60000 each. And the original plaster model of E.T., the extraterrestrial, according to JulianLive.com, they'll be available for sale on December 17th and 18th in Beverly Hills and online. The event is fittingly called Icons and Idols Hollywood, and its biggest star is the number one microtronic filming model that essentially was the little alien featuring, featured in uh, Steven Spielberg's uh, 1982 classic E.T. That engineering masterpiece auctioneer said could be worth $3 million to one extra wealthy collector. The 1943 Academy Awards score by uh, cinematographer uh, W. Howard Green for his work on Phantom of the Opera is expected to go for $100,000. Boxing fans who can't come up with the eighty dollars to $100,000 for one of the robes worn by Stallone in the original Rocky film can take a shot at a pair of trunks and gloves worn by Robert De Niro in Raging Bull, which earned him an Oscar in 1981. Estimates on that set of uh, memorabilia range from 30000 to 50000 Tom Cruise fans are invited to place their bids for the living room set from Risky Business, which served as a backdrop for the 1983 film Pantless Star singing to Bob Seger's old-time rock and roll. Director Paul Brickman, a clapperboard from that movie, as well as a sweater worn by Cruise, are expected to sell for upwards of 20000 and 7000 respectively. Superhero fans are going to have to dig deep if they want Captain America's red, white, and blue shield valued at between $10,000 and $20,000. But Thor fans wishing to own the uh, John Near Hammer hero prop used by Chris Hemsworth will spend at least $40,000 according to an estimated by the auction house. Movie buffs on a budget may be able to take home the FBI badge flashed by Samuel Jackson in the 2006 flick Snakes on a Plane for between $500 and $700. 
Luke Bryan has broken his silence on criticism from bringing out Governor Ron DeSantis at his recent concert. Taken to his Twitter page, the country music star who have readily stayed out of politics has defended his decision to invite the Florida governor as a special guest for the weekend show. Brian said, quote, I typically don't respond to stuff when I'm getting run down on social media, but here's the deal. He, uh, this is what he wrote on Sunday, October 30th. I understand Governor DeSantis is a very polarizing figure, but I grew up in a country where if a governor asks you if they can come and raise awareness to help victims of a natural disaster, you help. I generally stay out of politics throughout my career. I knew people would chatter about this, but for me the more important piece was if I am going to come back there a few weeks after a large portion of people have been affected by a natural disaster in a state where people have been good to me, this felt right. Brian teamed up with Governor Ron DeSantis to raise money for relief efforts in the wake of Hurricane Ian during his concert in Jacksonville, Florida, on Friday, October 28th. Uh, he then introduced the controversial Republican politician, uh, saying, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the state, Governor Ron DeSantis, which was met with loud cheers from the audience. The governor tossed his hat into the crowd while walking on the stage before he gave a high five to Brian. Hmm. And five months after the tragic death of Masterpiece daughter Tiana Miller, new details have emerged about what caused it. The Los Angeles County Medical Examiner Coroner have revealed that Miller's untimely death was caused by an accidental fentanyl intoxication. It was first learned that the 25-year-old had passed on May 29 when the No Limit Records found to share the news with fans on social media. In July, Master P joined Gail King on CBS Morning where he detailed his grief over his daughter's passing. And planning to turn his pain into power, the 52-year-old mentioned that he would be working with the National Alliance on Mental Illness to normalize conversations surrounding black mental health. He also revealed that prior to his daughter's passing, she had been working on a book. Tiana Pillar was known to struggle with addiction as well as mental illness, which was both documented on the Wee TV reality series, Growing Up Hip Hop. Uh, push come to shove, uh, she said that she would just get on the train, but her older brother, rapper, actor, and entrepreneur, Rob, uh, Romeo Miller, made an appearance on a memorial episode of Growing Up Hip Hop in which him and Master P encouraged Tiana to enter rehab, resisting to the idea that Tiana felt that she, she didn't need to go to rehab at the time. And Pharrell Williams dropped a major announcement of information on Tuesday, November 1st, when he revealed he has a song featuring K-pop sensation BTS on his upcoming album, Friends, with a PH. The 49-year-old offered his services to RM, leader of BTS, to produce a record on his forthcoming solo album. The two had a sit-down conversation for Rolling Stone Musicians on Musicians series and discussed um, a, 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 a few of topics. Currently, there's no set dates for Pharrell's Friends nor any confirmed collaboration on the album beyond BTS. Friends is in a new concept as the nerd leader brought alongside Long SZA, Q-Tip, Clips, Justin Timberlake, Nori and more out for his Pharrell and Friends set at the 2022 Something in the Water Festival in Washington, D.C. during this Juneteenth. Given Pharrell's versatility and his catalog of eclectic collaborations, one can only imagine who will join the amical endeavor.
And fans of Paula Abdul, Dion Warwick, and the animated series Bluesy all have something to be thankful for this year. The stars and characters among those appearing in the 96th edition of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Organizers announced this on Tuesday. Expect appearances by Grammy winner Warwick Abdul, Blues Clue, and you host Josh De La Cruz, the debut of the Bluey Balloon, and performances from new Broadway musical A Beautiful Noise and Some Like It Hot. The festivities, which will include more than 12 marching bands and 10 performance groups from across the country, 16 giant character balloons, 28 floats, 40 novelty and heritage inflatables, and more than 700 clowns will kick off November 24 at 9 a.m. The parade executive producer will cost uh, will cost uh, describe this year event in the same as another spectacular full of magic and wonder that will help create everlasting memories with loved ones during this special time of year. A performance from Disney's The Lion King on Broadway is also confirmed, along with an appearance by Glee star Leah Michelle, who is currently starring in Broadway's Funny Girl revival. Look out for another appearance from Jimmy Fallon and The Roots, Ziggy Marley, Josh Stone, Miss America 2022, the cast of Peacock, Pitch Perfect, Bumper in Berlin, and the Muppets of Sesame Street. There will also be giant balloons from Despicable Me 2 and Diary of a Wimpy Kid. And, of course, Santa will be there as, uh, as the grand finale, officially ushering the start of the Christmas shopping season. And it's a perfect 10 for Taylor Swift. The pop music superstar is now the first artist in history to populate all top 10 spots on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. um, In its very first week of release, 10 of the 13 tracks of Swift's new album, Midnight, dominated the chart top tally. The other three songs rounded out the top 15 position. And according to Billboard's 11-time Grammy Award-winning singer Sean Ryan has broken Drake's record. In September 2021, the hip-hop hitmaker logged nine of the hot 100 top 10 for a week for his 10th album, Certified Lover Boy. With her newest achievement, Swift stands as the only woman with 40 top 10 songs in the chart's 64-year-old history. Midnight, which was released October 21st, also became the recent New York University Honorary Degrees recipient's 11th number one album on the Billboard 200 chart. Only a handful of music acts have more than 10 albums that have topped the Billboard 200. The Beatles have the most at number one with 19, following by Jay-Z, who has 14, and Dre, Bruce Springsteen, and Barbara Streisand each have 11. Well, that's going to do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Make sure you stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.